Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Raising Saints, an AM820 production designed for parents who desire to raise the saints in their life. And now, Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt. Hello and welcome to Raising Saints, the show for Catholic parents. I'm your host, Katie Wyatt, and you are listening to AM820 St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Here on Raising Saints, we talk to teenagers about the topics that matter most, and we invite you, parents, to listen in on our conversations, and we hope and pray that in joining us, you'll gain insight, wisdom, and maybe even the courage you need to have these conversations with your own Catholic teenagers. On today's program, we are talking about believing in God, kind of the most basic thing we do as parents is instill a belief for the Lord in our children. So here to talk with me about this today are Aaron, who is a student at Westerville North High School and a parishioner at St. Matthew. Welcome back, Aaron. Thank you. And we have Isabel, who's a student at New Albany High School, parishioner at Church of the Resurrection. Hello, Isabel. Hello. And Maria, who is also a student at, Saint, uh, not St. Albany High School, <laughs> but New Albany High School and a parishioner at Church of the Resurrection. So welcome back, Maria. Hi, guys. So, believing in God, here's a theological question for you. Is it human nature to need to prove or know with certainty that God exists or to know with certainty that God doesn't exist? Is this, is this something that we need as part of our human nature? I don't think we need it, but we want it. You don't think we need it? I don't think we, like... I think well, we need God, but I don't know if we... <laughs> right, no, that, like, that, we, and that's not the question. Okay. Let's be clear. <laughs> um, like we, I feel like we don't absolutely have this need to know for sure. As like we're like, not going to die if we don't yeah. know this for sure. Okay. But like we want to know for sure. We want to have like absolute... Is it is it a strong drive for humans? Yes. Why do you think that is? I mean, it's the question that's been debated since... The beginning of time mm-hmm. it's a question that like pops up again and again throughout history so it's like it's always existed and it's something if it didn't have such a strong drive then it would have exhausted itself a long time ago but why is it so important to us where do you think taught like a lot of basic like solid facts a lot in school and throughout the years and we're like i think we just seek to know like that something's for certain and we want to see like with our eyes that it's for real and that it's true and i think we're just brought up with that we have to know everything's for sure like there is a right answer and a wrong answer but there's not always a right answer and a wrong answer so is that conditioned do you think yeah rather than <laughs> instinctual yeah because in some cultures maybe they don't have that same need to prove need to know for certainty yeah um Here's a good question. Good luck with this one. Tell us about your relationship with God. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> That's an easy one. Uh, um, well, my relationship with God is, um, like, I know he's there, and I know he's, like, watching over me, like, not just me, but, like, everybody. Um, he knows what, like, I struggle with and um, what I don't struggle with. And uh, every, like, once in a while, I always get, like, like, the Holy Spirit, I guess to say, um, giving me like a like a message saying, you know, everything's okay. Um, 
you know, you're doing fine right now, stuff like that. Like, don't worry. So Okay. What about you, Erin? Tell us about your relationship with God. It's definitely improving. <laughs> um, that's good. Um, the alternative is not so yeah. good. Okay. <laughs> it's true. Um, I don't really know how to describe it. It's just, it's something that I haven't always had. Um, because I definitely have taken my Catholic faith for granted growing up because I'm a cradle Catholic. It's always just been expected. Like we go to mass on Sundays, we pray before dinner, we say the rosary during Advent and Lent. It's just always been there. And I never really thought much about it until I started, until probably it was about like 15 or 16 is when I began truly like focusing on it. And like, as, like, as I've delved more into the Catholic faith and the better relationship I've gotten with Christ, it's just the better my life has been. So just improving every aspect, not just like my relationship with him, but like improving my aspect, everything in life. Just your life in yeah. general. Yeah. What about you, Maria? Can you articulate? Yeah, I would say my life is also improving with the addition to my relationship of God with God. Because um, before like high school, I didn't really have like a strong relationship with him. Um, but after my after I got confirmed, my relationship kind of grew from there. And um even when I'm, like, farther away from him, I feel like, because I'm close to him, I guess, when I'm more involved with the church. But even when I'm, like, it's summer and I'm not doing as many things with the church, I feel like he has his ways of, like, showing up in my life. And I'm like, oh, I see what you're oh, doing. Oh, yeah, there like, you are. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Do you, this for anybody, this question's for any of you. Do you ever question God? Not Not question his existence, but why he does things or how he could let things happen kind of that why god question yes yes yeah yeah that's good because if you if you said no i would think you were not telling the truth (laughs) (laughs) um is this because this is just kind of a normal part of the faith journey Mm -hmm. right yeah Yeah. um i mean even the i think even people with the strongest faith and the greatest hope and the greatest joy in christ Every once in a while, I'll say, "Wow, really, God? I don't get that. What's the wisdom in that? You know, I trust you, but I don't get it. You know." Um, so when you do have these questions, when these do pop up, who, who do you who do you ask, or who do you talk to, or do you talk to anybody about them? I don't really like talk to anybody about them, but I kind of like think of um, kind of like a say if like a tragic event happened, I always think of like like what good came out of it like you always like see um from 9-11 uh posts on like social media or uh you hear stories of how like um some families didn't lose their like the parent because they were running late Mm -hmm. and so i always like think about those little things what about you maria or aaron who do you talk to or how do you how do you answer or get through those questions when they come up i just personally um i just remember that like it's i don't know it's constantly i feel like it's been drilled into my head because of youth group but god has a plan for you and i just keep telling myself that because when i don't understand something that happens in my life or something's just like completely going like south in my opinion it's like this there's a reason for this there's there's something behind this and I just have to trust it. I just like bite my tongue and sit there and try and trust, but it's hard. And um, I try to talk to my friends definitely about it or people that I know that um, are Catholic and are there to listen and will understand what I'm going through. What about you, Erin? 
it depends on the situation and what's going on. Um, there's a couple of different people that like are very common for me to turn to with questions. Um, like people from my youth group, like my youth minister, his wife, um, my fa- my parents, other family members. Um, sometimes I want to try to figure out the answer myself. So, which isn't a bad yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that only makes you stronger. Lots of reading yeah. and listening. Right. So I, it depends on the situation and what I'm questioning because I do like to like find concrete answers as to why if I'm able to find them. Has there any been, ever been a time for any of you when you doubted God's existence at any point in your life? Yeah. Um, before I started like the confirmation process, um, I was actually given the choice to get confirmed or not for like uh, my freshman year or not at all. And um, at first I was leaning towards um, not getting confirmed, but then um, something happened where uh, my faith in God was really like restored. And like I said before, like I always get like messages from God um, saying that he's there and that everything will be okay. So prior to that, Isabel, was there anything, and you don't have to give specifics, but were there specific things happening that made you doubt God's existence or was it just a general like, uh, um, little, little bit of like both. Mm -hmm. It was more like more general, eh, but, um, certain like little events or like little things would happen would, um, just kind of turn more, turn me more away. From God. So did your confirmation process help you? Like, because all through life, those like bad things are going to happen or sad mm-hmm. things or, or confusing things. Was it that prior to confirmation, you saw those as signs that God, proof that God didn't exist? And then after you grew in your faith, you were able to see them as yeah, just ways in which God can work even through. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, what about you, Maria or Aaron? Was there ever a time when you doubted that God existed? Maybe for like a second. <laughs> like um, in- I just, I don't know, growing up with such like a strong faith in my family, with like all, like with so many influences, like that, it was never really a question. Never an like, option. Yeah. Like God's real. What else would there be? Right. Like God is real. It's not a question. Right. It's just something that I've always known. And yeah, there's like moments that will pass by, but it's never really been anything lasting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's, um, I grew up with a very similar family background. Um, there have been moments where I've been really confused, like, okay, where are you? Like, what are you doing? Um, God seems to come to me when I'm confused about something or indecisive about something. Um, so that's when I tend to hear from him the most. But, um, yeah, I guess just when he's, I'm confused and he's just like not giving me a clear answer and I'm just like, okay, what do I do? So in those moments when you're more confused, you are more aware of God's presence or less aware of God's presence? I'm more confused on where he is. Like, okay. I guess I know he's there, but that's when I'm just like, okay, help me. (laughs) That's when we're like, come on, God, can't this just be easy? Yeah. (laughs) Just this once. Yeah. Um. How have your parents influenced your relationship with the Lord? Like what examples, how have they exampled just faith in God, belief in God for you? They've made the faith attractive. Oh, okay. And what way? Oh, so. this is a big point for listeners. How? Tell us how, Aaron. <laughs> it's just, it was always something like 
growing up, it was more something I saw as it's a family thing. It's something that would keep our family together. It's something that it was, it was something that we all had in common with my cousins and my aunts and my uncles and my grandparents. Um, and then as I've grown up more, I'm able to see more of the influence because especially my mom is so open to God in her life. Just being able to see how he's working through her, like how loving she is toward, especially toward me and my siblings, but toward everyone she encounters and just seeing that and how God works through her. It's just, it's really attractive. And like, I want him to work through me like he's worked through her. Right. And for people who don't know that your mom is a woman of faith, when they're in contact with your mom, do you think that they, that they wonder, wow, what makes that woman so beautiful, so good, so attractive? So, like, why am I so drawn to this person? I'm sure they do. Yeah. I mean, I know my mom my whole life, so, so you I don't really have a perspective really on that. Objective. But yeah. <laughs> Anything to add, Isabella Maria? Like, it, what ways your parents have modeled just that belief for you? Or grandparents or any, any family members? Uh, well, um, my mom's the one that's Catholic. My dad's, uh, I think, Presbyterian. But... um. Growing up, like, my mom always, um, inf- like, um, tried to get my sister and I to go to church and everything, and um, just, I don't know how to explain this, oh my. Um, like, just made it part of your life. Yeah, lives. she just made yeah. it part of our lives, and, um, you know, she grew up um, Catholic, too, um, from, like, a Hispanic um, family, and um, to a lot of um, Hispanics and Latinos um, are um, very Catholic. So we have like a lot of the traditional like um, Mexican Catholic you know, stuff in our a, house. That's a really good distinction to make too because Hispanic and Latino Catholic is culturally Catholic as well as religiously Catholic, mm-hmm. isn't it? Like it's yeah. just, it's part of everything. <laughs> if you go to <laughs> yeah. a Catholic country, you're like, wow, look at all the Catholic stuff everywhere I turn. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Maria? Um, mine's definitely uh, a lot through my grandparents. We always have um, family parties. It's usually once or twice a month. And um, <laughs> wow, we, are you Hispanic? <laughs> no, um, no, you're usually, Italian. Yeah, yeah, I'm yes. Italian. Um, it's usually to celebrate someone's birthday or someone's like a holiday, like Memorial Day. We'll have like a cookout and like the whole family's there. And it's usually like before we eat, we always say a prayer, which we usually take a very, very long time to like start the eating process because there's cooking and everything. But then we start this prayer and it's like this 20 minute long prayer session. And um, it's uh, basically my grandma first. She says whatever she wants to say and she involves all the little children in the prayer. She gives them little things to read and they read their little part and then she'll be like, now what does that mean? Oh my gosh, and that's then, so awesome. And then she... Um, <laughs> Italian Catholic grandmas are the best. <laughs> yeah. And then um, she uh, continues with, and tries to involve like everyone in the family in the prayer. And then we wrap up the prayer and then we eat and we go about the rest of the night. But that's where I get most of it. Wow. That's so cool. You all have such great stories about <laughs> just your faith as part of your upbringing and part of your family. I think that's the key. When it unifies your family, <laughs> we're all in, right? Anything that unifies our families. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Raising Saints on AM 820, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. I'm Katie Wyatt. We're here today with Maria, Isabel, and Aaron, and we're talking about believing in God. Um, 
So there are a lot of people who don't believe in God or who are even anti-God, right? What? Yeah. What is appealing about that? What do you think is appealing? Why is that an option for people to not believe in God? Have you pondered this? I mean, maybe as people who just are all in with the God thing, maybe you haven't really pondered this, but... People who look at atheism as like an option, they see it as something that they can be certain of, that they don't really have to question it. There's no more questioning involved if they can be wholeheartedly into this and they feel like they don't need any proof. Do you think that they can, do you think that they can stick with that? Like, I don't, I don't need any for very pr- long. No, because if, I mean, all you have to do is look at like how body systems function together, yeah. you know, and think okay, there's somebody who put this together. This didn't just happen. I think like it's attractive to them because they see it as something that they don't have to question as they look into it and it's just, it's easy. You think it's easier? I, I think I don't think it's easier for everyone, but I think some people are going to look at it and see it that way. Okay. I feel like it's easier for them because they can choose to do whatever they want and they don't really have to think about it like, oh, is this morally right? Is this morally wrong? They can just choose to do whatever they really want and it's just easier for them not to think about like, oh, is there something bigger? Is there something else that is control? I don't know, not controlling, but something that's guiding you. Like I can be my own moral compass. Yeah. If I, okay. What do you think, Isabel? Have you pondered this? <laughs> What's attractive about atheism? You don't have to. Yeah. Um, I haven't pondered it that much, but um, I kind of like agree with like Aaron says, like they want like, kind of like that they think like they're certain and then with atheism like they're like oh we're certain there's like no like god or gods out there but um it's really like kind of depends on like how you look at things and um you know like maybe it's like different for every like person um you hear stories about um those who were uh atheists and they had like some kind of like big like event or moment in their life where like they discover God and like um, get to know him more, I guess to say, and start believing in him more. Yeah. So. Those stories are cool. Yeah. I love to hear those stories. Um, I, I like, personally, I like to understand things as fully as I can, but I can totally accept that there are some things I'll never understand. Like I'm okay with that. And so to that extent, my faith is, I don't want to say emotional because I, I I strive to have an intellectual faith, but to the extent that it needs to be an emotional faith, I'm totally okay with that. So what about you ladies? Are you, are you like more, no, I need the science of it. I need to understand it. Or are you more like, no, whatever, God, I, whatever you say, I'm fine with that. I don't need to, I don't need to fully understand it. Both. Oh yeah. Like, I'd be perfectly content to try to understand everything by sitting in adoration or sitting in mass. But at the same time, I love delving into different like theological like ideas. I love delving into books and listening to podcasts, just listening more so I can learn more to understand it. But at the same time, like I'm okay if not understanding things and just like focusing on it with the emotional aspect. Have there been things that you have set out to understand or explain or prove and you haven't been able to and and your end result was i'm okay with that yes yeah there have been anything specific you can think of eucharist (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's a big one i tried to learn as much as i could about it and 
much too advanced for me to understand. Yeah. And I just focused on learning to love instead of learning to understand. And, you know, that's the cool thing about the Eucharist. On one hand, it's so advanced beyond our human yeah. understanding. We'll never get. But on the other hand, it's so simple and yeah. so tangible and so understandable. <laughs> like, uh, this is just one more example of how smart and loving our God is. Um, but that's a whole different show, that Eucharist show. So uh, what about you, Maria or Isabel? Are you more kind of like scientific, need to understand, need to know? Or are you okay with not understanding everything? I'm okay with like not understanding everything. Um, like it's just like having that trust in God um, for me. So and, oh, you know, over time, like as I grow older, grow older, um, like my trust in God, like, um, like grows if that makes sense yeah, well when you say trust in god you mean trust in god's um like trust that god is taking care of you trust that god will direct you or trust that i guess god knows what he was doing i don't need to understand like, like pretty much all three yeah all <laughs> yeah. of it yeah yeah just a general yeah god general, i trust you yeah. i don't get you but i trust you mm-hmm. yeah yeah what about you maria mine's definitely more emotional um i'm feel him more like when I'm praying or in like deep adoration where there's like I feel like I understand more like when I feel his presence whether than I like whereas if I were to like be more intellectual about it like I don't know I feel like I understand more through like experience whether rather than um reading that's a really good point that you bring up and Aaron you talked about that too like I think that we think we're supposed to understand God on a scientific level but maybe God's intention for us was to understand him, wh- that we will understand him better in prayer and if we let him speak to us. And it's, it's a totally different uh, sense, so to speak, than what we're used to, how we're used to understanding and knowing things. Yeah. Um, what's the difference between the freedom, I'm putting that in air quotes, freedom to not believe in God? Okay, so we're we're all free to not believe in God. That's because God created us to be free to not believe in God. And the freedom that comes from knowing that there is a God. Uh, like Maria, you talked earlier about how people sometimes maybe choose to not believe in God because then they are they can be their own moral compass. They're free to do what they want. But there's also this freedom that comes with believing in God. And like you said, Isabel, trusting in God. So what? how would you contrast those two types of freedoms? In freedom worth not believing in God, there comes you're free to choose whatever you want to do with your life. That's what you see it as. And you can do whatever you want. But then also, I don't feel like that would be really hard to not know that like, I'm going to make it to where he wants me to be. Um, one way or another, he'll get me there. So I have freedom in knowing that, that I don't have to be so anxious about my future because he's already there and he already has it taken care of. He's gone before. Where me. people yeah. who think they are free without him, they have to they have so much anxiety over what's gonna be coming next in their lives and what they're gonna be doing five, ten, twenty years down the road. What about you? Either of you, Isabella Maria, is, is there a difference between those two types of freedoms? I think there's definitely a difference. Um the freedom I guess without morals is what the atheists consider freedom. And I think that they just, um, it gets more, it comes easy and it comes, um, comes without like, 
they don't have to feel guilty for their sins. They don't have to confess their sins, and they're okay with that. But I think the freedom that comes through God is something that um, is it just is a different feeling, and it's different, and it's more um, profound, I think. And I wouldn't want to live my life the other way. Kind kind of goes back to Isabel's trust, yeah. you know. What and I and I wouldn't. I mean, I don't want to categorize atheists as being immoral because we all know that that's not always the case. It's yeah. just a different yeah. source for their morality. Yeah. Uh, okay. So um, we just have a couple minutes left. So if you encounter someone who asks you why you believe in God. Why do you believe in God? What do you tell them? That's such like a complex answer. Yeah. Um, okay, they say, okay, I have 30 seconds. Tell me why you believe in God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, because, like, I know he's there. Um, you know, just like, um, you know, stuff that I've dealt with, like, in my life. He's always, like, been there. You know, at first I, you know, realized he really wasn't. Or not saying he really was. I didn't know um, or realize it. And then, um, like, just once realizing it, it's life's become like much better do you do you ever think it's about like how would i have gotten through this stuff if there weren't a god who was loving yeah. me and helping me through yeah 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 definitely what about you maria or aaron why do you believe in god for me there's so many things that have happened in my life that i just think like there there's no other possible explanation <laughs> and if there was like if there wasn't a god this wouldn't have happened it's but, the simplest explanation yeah. for you sometimes. Okay. It's just like the little things that happen like throughout the day that I see like it has to be like there's no like there's no way this could be a coincidence like this is this is him. Aaron, we have to close the show. So we're going to have to wait until another episode to find out why you believe in God. It's a cliffhanger. They're going to tune in again. Next week. <laughs> Let's close in prayer in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the certainty of your existence. We thank you for the strength it gives us and the freedom it gives us. And we pray especially today, Lord, for people who do not believe in you or who are not sure of your existence. We ask that you enable them to have an experience of you and to use us, Jesus, to to bring that experience to people. In your name we pray, Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You've been listening to Raising Saints on AM820. I'm Katie Wyatt. We were joined today with Maria, Isabel, and Aaron. And we invite you to join us again next time. And until then, grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Bye now. Raising Saints is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt are available at stgabrielradio.com. Who bad?